Yeah. It's kind of wild because I always like guys, like I think oh, no. only dudes freak out about this chair. Girls are just like, what's an Eames chair? And we're all just like, do you like, not I just know? Welcome back to another episode of Two Black Nerds. My name is Romeo Quihangana, and on the other mic is... Igarihai Yakachuku. Happy New Year, y'all. Hope you're having a wonderful 2016 already. Yep, yep. And uh, I guess... Uh, uh, yeah, how have you been? How's, uh, how's, your, how's your week been? It's been great, man. You know, it's just been... So, recording this on the week of New Year's, or like, you know, the whole second week of 2016, yeah. and it's been all right, man. It was good seeing you back in Chicago I'm whenever sad. we, uh, good seeing you and everybody else from college. We got to meet back up. It was like a day have, hasn't even passed by that we're talking with one another. So, I just really enjoyed it. I miss y'all a lot, and I realized how much I missed y'all whenever we all got together. But other than that, it's been great, and I'm looking forward to like the next time we can meet up. Getting in, back into the swing of things with work, I was like, crap, what was I doing like <laughs> three weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But, like, uh, meeting up with you and the other folks from college, it was, it was much, it was a much needed, from my, at least from my point of view, in the sense that it just got me back in an environment that I hadn't seen, a uh, very comfortable environment that I hadn't seen in a while. And just you get back to like that state of college that, you know, it's like, oh, hey, all the people I know just look like we never left. And as far as like getting back in the swing of things, man, I will say thank God for the lab notebook because if it wasn't for that, it would have taken me a couple of days to get back. But uh, I just read the my whole notes prior to leaving, and just that helped me just really um, get back into things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what I was doing, what I did for mine, I just went back and looked at my Git commits and like all that and uh, the source control repo. I was like, okay, as well as working on. Then we had like a meeting back whenever we uh, first got back and what we need to focus on, what our like roadmap is for uh, the project I'm on right now. So yeah. got right back into the swing of things. Got to do what you got to do. Also never stops. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Uh, so me and I were talking earlier and we figured that, you know, it's New Year's Eve. Well, not New Year's Eve. It's a new year, new year, new you. So we decided that maybe we're going to talk about a little bit, look back at 2015, talk about uh, what we liked about it, and look forward to 2016 and how we're going to approach it, uh, things that we're thinking about, the resolutions we're going to take, um, and mm-hmm. depending where the conversation takes us, because it always goes into some weird places sometimes, uh, we're just trying to focus on then this episode. So I guess I guess what we can talk about is just like start with um, 2015. What are you also? What are the things that you know that you're proud of having accomplished and whatnot? Uh, things I'm proud of accomplishing in 2015. Well, 2015 was a, like the year of change for me. Primarily since I graduated in December 2014, I started my first job in February, and so that required me moving, you know, from South Carolina to Austin, Texas. And that's why I joined IBM Watson. And I think what I was really proud of accomplishing it with Watson is helping take Chef Watson to beta. Yeah. Not my bad. Not beta. Sorry. Taking Chef Watson out of beta into GA and making it generally available. So 
that's pretty awesome. Uh, that was like probably one of the biggest highlights. I helped do a lot of like refactoring in the back end and like building out these front end uh, components. So that's cool. Um, also, I think highlight another highlight as well was being able to give a presentation at two different conferences and to speak there. And it was, that was a really exciting experience. And also like just being able to talk at meetups as well. Yeah. And, have good ten outs out both of those or all of those. Oh, because I remember we did talk about uh, we did talk about one of your speeches and how you go about preparing it one of the episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably link that in the show notes. Um, yeah. I guess like you? on mine, I mean I just when you're talking I just realized that me too I moved. Uh, last year I moved from uh, Grand Rapids back to Dayton, Ohio. And um, that actually yep. kind of shifted uh, my focus at work. I went from being a systems engineer, um, we typically just do the planning and defining uh, what's about to be built and going more to an analog designer, which is essentially mm-hmm. all the circuits goodness um, that is made in uh, current electronics. And so like that shift uh, was really something um, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, for some reason, I was I was <laughs> I never thought that I would say that I was happy about seeing like you know, another schematic or having to dig through my old college books. Yeah. Which was surprising, I will say. Like I am a living example that you should never sell your college books uh, if you can Yo, afford I to. I kind of regret, like, well, I have a lot of my sociology books still, but I regret selling a lot of my computer science books. Like, I'm about to go back and repurchase like my algorithms textbooks so I can go back and reread them and brush up on things. Oh yeah, no, like me, I just I kept I kept most electronics books. I have I think the only one I sold was one from Digital Design. Which, in hindsight, it's not a good idea since I'm taking that class next semester. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do you, you don't have your logic design book still, do you? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. The okay, logic okay. design book one. Very long. Very long. <laughs> hey, don't knock on very long, man. It's very useful in, in the areas yes. I work at. Um, so that was something that I was really proud of. And I guess, like, uh, something that we did together that uh, I'm proud of was, uh, like, this actually doing this podcast. Actually, like, having yeah, I was the... Having the Something guts to actually like begin to actually do it, you know? You know? Yeah. After pushing it for so long. <laughs> yeah, man. We just like, but hey, I think that like starting this podcast was really, it was a valuable experience, you know, just for the both of us because mm-hmm. we learned a lot about ourselves through everybody else's reception of it. Absolutely. And through the craft of like refining the podcast and recording all these episodes. And so it was a great learning process and led to a lot of interesting opportunities. So really glad we started this. And I'm really glad that like everybody, like as in the listeners, have been tuning in and enjoying the podcast as well. And we appreciate y'all. Yeah, mass, massive thank you uh, for those who listen. Massive thank you for those who tweet at us. And a massive thanks for those who send in emails and reply with comments and words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We absolutely read all of those and uh, we take it to heart. And um, anything else that you want to mention about 2015? Um, I guess maybe, did you like, well, not mention, but I want to ask, what did you learn from 2015? Oh, oh, so much. Um, I'll attempt to like do like a short five, five minute summary. Um, mm-hmm. So because like essentially last year, I probably didn't mention it on the podcast. I, I went on like this whole quest. Oh, I think I told you that I did like a 7,000 word reflection, like at the end of 2014. Mm-hmm. And like the whole goal at the end was, okay, let me just trying to figure out where, uh, where do, do my thinking, uh, does it match what I do on a daily basis? And I guess like, mm-hmm. um, some of the few things that I noted, 
was to actually really try to be being in the moment is not as easy as you think. Um, so like trying to enjoy yeah. what you're doing. Um, and the massive takeaway uh, from the lessons I learned there was the gratitude journal. I kept a gratitude journal for like a good two months and like made me appreciate my day on a whole nother level. Uh, mm-hmm. Second thing I absolutely learned was that startups are hard, man. Oh yeah. Startups are hard. Uh, I went, I went to startup weekend and in, um, in about two days I learned that you got to make sure that you define the problem. Like the research, not only is the research key, but defining the problem down to the T you typically end up figuring out through the process of like refining the problem that what you thought was the issue is not actually the issue. So you mm-hmm. end up like, which makes sense when people always pivot and like, oh, they actually figured out something about um, mm-hmm. that specific area. Uh, then the third thing that I um, will mention is uh, fitness. I learned that I can make myself do ridiculous amount of work in the gym. Like I finally was able to, well, I got, I pushed myself to wake up every day at 530 uh, each month, no, uh, each day for like about three months. Uh, and I learned like not only things about fitness and about nutrition in three months that I hadn't learned in like six years. And so like that, what that taught me was if you just focus on just one thing, you can mm-hmm. drive progress to a whole nother level. Definitely. Rather so. than having to diversify diet, try it rather than having to like, you know, diversify your concentration amongst a lot of yeah. different things. If you just have one clear cut goal that you can focus on, you can like, you can do that. You can do an outstanding job of achieving that goal yeah. rather than doing a mediocre job if it was separating amongst like yeah. a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah, I think like the quote, I like the, we're talking about this over chat this week, right? Uh, what yeah. I said, like, um, even if you fail, if you aim really big and you fail, failing big is better than succeeding at average. Yeah. Something along those like, I need to find the right like, quote. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but it was the, the like uh, crux of it was. Even if you aim high and you fail, you'll still have way higher achievement than if you had just like aimed for an average goal and succeeded that. So you'll still like have a net gain in what you achieve. Yeah. Also, Google Hangouts needs to start um, archiving better. Does it have search yet? Uh, in Google, like in Gmail, it does, but okay. it doesn't have a native search feature. They, they need a lot of improvements on the Hangouts, both on the mobile and on the web is Eh, but like the mobile app, the Android app needs some love. I hear it's really good on iOS though. Uh, always iOS gets all the love. But yeah, I think but, we can know, we can pull out the legit the the quote that um the quote that I sent you and put it in the show mm-hmm. notes. But those are the main takeaways of last year that I was really uh, proud of for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's what's up. That's what's up. I guess I can share. It's my turn to share mine yeah, yeah, now. Go for it. So. I think I learned a lot from both working a nine to five and also just the whole process of moving mm-hmm. to a city where I don't really know anybody and just yeah. relocating my entire life. Um, so from working and just living in the general real world out um, after college, I realized the importance of one, the importance of work-life balance. Whenever I first got to work, um, like the first few weeks or maybe like the first month or two actually, there's so much to be done that I found myself constantly taking like work home with me mm-hmm. and I was overworking, like, you know, probably doing like 60 hours a week, um, just trying to get things done. But at the same time, I realized that pushing myself like that was kind of, uh, that leads to burnout. If you push yeah. yourself to do 60 hours a week, like crazy and 
you're going to burn yourself out. And if you're not doing anything to de-stress, like me, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't dancing, nothing. Wasn't even playing video games or anything. Yeah. I was just like constantly working. And so, and that led me to get like really bad case of burnout. So you got to find a healthy balance of work life, um, work life. Second thing I learned was the importance of, the importance of communication hmm. by working in a distributed, I work in a distributed team. Yeah. Oh, think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with me, like, working in an office is like, if everybody's there, it's easy just like, you know, tell somebody something like in passing or like, you know, grab them like, hey, can you take a look at this for a second? You know, but I think it's like nobody can really see you physically. So you have to give them constant updates on what you're doing or like what's going on. And so yeah. that's a really important like lesson I learned. Um, I think also making friends is very important like not only inside of work but big friends outside of work yeah i don't know use meetup.com we talked about this in a previous episode Absolutely. using meetup to meet people and just getting making new friends that you can like hang out with not talk about work and just like just make those bonds with and that was really nice and like de-stressing and like just having like to go to like meetups and like hang out and chat with them and goof off that was really fun and i guess the last lesson I learned, well, was it the last one? For now, it's the last the one. The one that you want to know. The last yeah. one you want to note. Yeah, is that your voice, like the importance of representation and like your voice. Yeah. And I really learned that from just having like starting this podcast with um, Romeo. Like people, like the fact that there's two black men talking about their experiences in the tech industry and like just being like coming from like a technical background or education has led to like so many, like so much support, like we mentioned earlier, like just so much uh, heartfelt support and even people emailing us asking for advice. Some people as young as like high school, like I got juniors in high school, like emailing me, asking me for my advice and like for like um, pursuing a career in like software engineering or pursuing an education in computer science or like the pros of doing a computer science versus like trying to become a doctor or something. And just that has been very immense or like has meant a lot to me from the last year. Yeah. But yeah. It's a definitely a rewarding experience when we, when we read those. Absolutely. Yeah. So people look up to you, even if you don't realize it, like you may be somebody's role model and you don't even know that. You yeah. Know? True. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a solid, solid set. I mean, there's probably plenty that we're not mentioning, but yeah, those were the ones that um, I know I wanted to know, but definitely the last one is a good point. I, I I just I just thought that every single time I thought about the podcast, just like oh yeah, no, it's just something we do over the weekend. We just record and then we just put it online, you know. But we just we come to realize a little bit it's not as small as we thought it was. So mm-hmm. so it's good to know. And I guess from there we can just like transition uh, from calling to the new year and whatnot. And I guess what I'll say is like absolutely like one of the one of the not necessarily resolution. One of the things that I'm going to try and focus on uh, this year is probably this since, uh, I mean, at the end of last yeah. year, we we're a little bit shifty. We we're just like pushing things, uh, pushing episodes mm-hmm. around. I mean, like a last episode of last year was in November, which was a little bit crazy when we published it. But I don't know. I think that's one of the things that I think I'm going to focus on uh, this year uh, personally. I'm bet- between That's the one shared aspect that we have. For sure. Definitely, yeah, that's definitely in my list of things to do. Uh, more time spent on two black nerds refining our our baby, 
you know. It's a little. We're gonna cradle it. Might started, you know, started going on uh, two paws. Oh, you know, yeah. But what else? I mean, what else for 2016? Uh, for me, share mine. Well, mine. So we just want to alternate. Uh, let's let's alternate. Yeah, let's alternate. All right, let's do this. So mine, I think one of my big goals for 2016 is. Finding, so I guess I'll start off with another one of mine, is to have at least one source of passive income by the end of 2016. So whether it's um, automated building a project like uh, or shipping well my projects that I'm working on in my free time mm-hmm. and like find a way to monetize it and automate as much as possible for little maintenance or just like recording like video lessons and like getting and living off or publishing a book or something. That four hour week money, huh? Yeah, you know, work week money. Yeah, just or just find a way to generate royalties of some sort. That's a goal of mine in 2016. Yeah. Your turn. Uh, me, call it? me, I'm a little bit over on the other end. One of my one of my goals this year, I've I've identified three books, uh, three books from under undergrad and a new book that I personally, I guess I'm going on the record now that I'm trying to. Uh, not only like finish them, but fully understand what's written in them. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think the first book is uh, my undergrad uh, intro to uh, circuit analysis. I really want like go through each and every problem and actually say, okay, like I definitely understand what this means. So like uh, having a fundamental, a uh, good understanding of the fundamentals in electrical engineering. Then the other book I'm going to tack on to that is uh, that picture I Snapchatted you of the three thousand solved problems in electrical circuits mm-hmm. uh so those that's one of my goals this year is just like go through those two books and uh you know if i if i even if i get like i mean it's massive amount of problems right because it's like one full book uh and three three other thousand circuits now that i'm thinking about it, i'm starting to scare myself but i'm gonna try to finish as much of those as possible by the end of the year and I think that that'll give me a certain level of like understanding in EE that I think that I'm personally lacking, like a master. Try to get that, try to get that level up. I see you. I see you. Yeah, man. This year is like a leveling. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to level up in my knowledge base for sure. Yeah, and I I think that's like I think I'm trying to do the same thing, but I want to like I think I've been you know me. I'm always all about learning new stuff. At the same time, I think I need to like I think. I made a really good shift in like my career. I kind of told like my boss or my manager at work that I don't want to be only doing back end work. On my first project I was on, uh-huh. I got constrained to be doing just like my my longest role was like building out back end API endpoints. Uh-huh. But I told her like you know what the degree in design and computer science. I kind of wanted to just constrain my career to like front end engineering at work front-end engineering, UI development at work, and then learn the back-end stuff as needed, like, in my free time. Like, I can build out API endpoints to do back-end work, but I don't want to be, like, a distributed systems guy, you know? I just want to be, like, a front-end engineer. So I think, like, focusing on that and, like, refining that craft is also a goal of mine in, like, 2016 and becoming an expert on it. And actually, somebody once said the best way to become an expert on something is to write a book about it. I can't remember who told me this or where I heard it, but they're like, because like what happens is as you're writing a book, even if you're writing on a subject you may not be that knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about you're yeah. going to go ahead and do the work to fill in your gaps in your knowledge and pass it on to your readers as well, especially in technical subjects. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. But yeah, uh, I guess like uh, after EE Fundamentals, the next thing for me, 
uh, is actually produce some of my own uh, circuit designs in a way. I think mm-hmm. there's a, there's a project that me and I've been talking about for like ages now. Smart mirror? No, no. Oh, yeah, that's the other one I need to add. Yeah, I was trying to figure yeah. out which. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna add smart mirror to uh, to to this whole list. Uh, yeah, but... I have so many circuit boards lying around. I'm not doing anything with. I have like two Raspberry Pis, uh, two Arduino, and two Arduinos, and a whole bunch of like other wires and whatnot. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you ship those bad boy to me, man. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna get a UPS account. I you <laughs> know. But yeah, no, um, essentially, like, do some of my own uh, circuit design. Like, the idea is, like, once I, uh, once I get all that theory down, I probably should, like, go ahead and try and implement it to go from, essentially, from theory applications, just doing the problems, to theory realization in the real world applicabilities. Like, what exactly can you do with this uh, if mm-hmm. you were to apply it yourself? So, Smart, Smart Mirror is one that I had, I, I had actually forgotten about. But the main one was, uh, whatchamacallit, the synchronization of the LEDs to the music. I think that's the first one I'm going to go for. It's pretty, Word. it's a simple concept, but electrically, I haven't figured it out yet. So I'm going to go ahead and try yeah. to figure that out. How accurate do you want it to be? Just like, do you want it to go to the beat like or the bass or what? Uh, so I can I can filter that out, right? So I've been, okay, I, was, okay. I was trying, I was uh, looking it up. I was looking up the frequencies online and you can essentially filter out the different frequencies by using uh, op amps operational amplifiers yeah um so some so if you use certain certain components you could just separate the different uh frequencies the same way you essentially tune your an amplifier like an amp where you just say oh i want more bass less treble more uh what's the yeah. third one is it just bass and treble bass, treble. um the third one bass treble mids think of mids they're bringing like highs and lows as well no, I think it's bass treble mid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can separate this, yeah. those. You can separate those because they have a specific frequency range. You can separate those based on like a microphone input and have mm-hmm. it synced the light differently uh, based off of that. So I was looking into that. So I haven't like fully designed that part yet, but the idea is that I can have, I can literally have this circuit. If I send you the plans, you can build it yourself or I can actually ship it to you as a finished product. And you don't have to do any connections. You only need to plug it in and it's like immediately it works. Essentially, I want to be a competitor to Philips Hue. You should have gotten, taken that audio. In, I mean, this is like kind of related to your project in a sense, but you should have taken that audio engineering course at Notre Dame. Oh, they did. They, did. they didn't offer it at the time. Oh, they took it. That, really? No, or they did, did it. Like, did they do it every day or something? Yeah, so I, I know the teacher who taught that. He was uh, my photonics teacher, but I think that semester he was uh, doing research instead of teaching the audio engineering class. But yeah, I, I know which class you're talking about. Where it meant, but all I know is that they give you like the Sennheiser, like what is it, HD 850s or something like that. The 2K well, one? Like, yeah, they're like $2,000 headphones. And I, just, I saw a dude with them, I'm just like, can I, can, can can, I, use can it? I wear them? <laughs> <laughs> my ears were in heaven, bliss. Yeah. Uh one day, one day, one day. But those they will be mine. <laughs> that and the names chair. Those two things ooh, will be mine. Ooh, yeah, the names chair is a ooh, yeah. It's kind of wild because I always like guys. Like I think oh, no. only dudes freak out about this chair. Girls are just like, what's an Eames chair? And we're all just like, do you like? Not I just know. It's like I just find that more guys are into like having an Eames chair than like <laughs> a TV. 
yeah, you know, like minimalism. But I will say though, IKEA has a pretty good lounge chair that I tried out once when I was in South Bend, and Where? it's uh, it's IKEA Pong. Um, obviously, it has like an A with like the two dots and whatnot, but it's like 170 bucks. And if Ames is like better than that, then Ames is probably awesome. I have never sat in an Ames chair before. I've just seen it. It just looks nice, and I bet, and I hear it's comfortable. Yeah. So no, like the lounge chair. I'm I'm thinking about getting a lounge chair too at some point this year. But I'm thinking about getting sure. the Herman Miller like office chair. Oh. I have one from Ikea and gets the job done, but extended periods of time, like, I wonder if my back pain is coming from the chair. Because that's the only thing I can really think of attributing it to. Uh, your work chair? You, you... No, my, no, my work chair is a Herman. Yeah, I'm talking but... about my one at home. How, how much? I mean, although I will say this, though. You can easily avoid back pain exercises. No, back pain if you do a couple exercises. Yeah. But that's a whole other topic that we won't get yeah. into. Uh, but yeah, wait. Oh, I think it was uh my turn. Yeah, your turn. Okay, so in terms like let's see, what else is a goal of mine in twenty sixteen? You know, I say I have all like this um I have a goal of like hustling, like putting stuff out there to like, you know, for supplemental income or like, you know, side business of sort. But I also want to figure out how to relax more and find a good balance between working on my side projects but also taking time to relax and just not always have something on my mental, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I like relaxation or maybe even just time to get out and explore and walk around would be a good a good goal. goal I think well. the way um, I haven't like fully made that a goal yet, but I think one of the ways that I'm personally going to implement that is just make a list of like 12 things I want to do. So I can do like once a month is like an experience that I'm going to go do. That's not that's that will require me to mm-hmm. like go out of my way to actually do it. Yeah. So I haven't figured those out yet, but that's one of the things I've been trying to do, which is like, it sounds weird that people are saying, oh, I want to have fun on the weekends because then that makes us sound like a bunch of alcoholics. But my default position yeah. is typically to stay on the couch Same. and watch Netflix. cartoons. So yeah, I actually have to make an effort to actually go out and do shit. I honestly don't like, I realize after spending time with y'all in Chicago that I don't really, I mean, no, I like to spend time with y'all, but like when it comes to other people or just like people I barely know, Going out isn't always that fun because you don't know everybody's personality type or how they are whenever they get some booze in them. And most of the time, it can end up, like, bad if they're, like, you know, jerks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole thing of, like, you know, like, we got to know each other over the course of, like, four and a half years when we are in college, right? And then there's new people that you meet. You just have to, like, balance that, knowing that you you might not get the same amount of FaceTime with them. As you did with us, so I can totally, I can totally understand yeah. that. Um, what else is gonna be? I guess um, I don't know. Like health goal wise, for me, health. Uh, it's more this year's more gonna be about maintaining. Um, I did some. Uh, I pushed myself at the end of last year. I got some pretty mm-hmm. good results. I was pretty happy about that. So now it's just gonna be like maintaining the lifestyle. Uh, you know, yeah. eat healthy, veggies, uh, pig out like maybe twice a month or something. Yeah, I think I want, I don't want to maintain, I want to figure out a way to like get slowly back into it or some sort of routine. And I think really what got me in really good shape in college and what I really fell in love with, like, I guess the only physical activity I could like truly say I enjoyed doing was dance, you know? 
By the way, I like to dance, 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 dance. dance. And b-boying. I need to figure out a way to get back into that. Uh, maybe just by slowly going to classes like a week at a time. Um, I have an idea of like um, what I'll do like later on in the year. Yeah. For like getting back into it, but maybe find a place that like has like unlimited uh, classes for like a decent price, a month. reasonable price. That that yeah. that typically ends up being like the killer with dance lessons, right? It's like $20 for a drop-in class, you know? I can't yeah. spend $20. But it's weird because it's interesting because they can do $20 for drop-in. Or I've seen some places that are like, oh, 150 a month for like, you know, unlimited. Yeah. But it all depends on how serious you are about it. Because if you only do hip-hop classes, whatever, and they only teach up like three days a week, then... It's still $45 a week, so... Yeah, well, 60 Well, 60 Oh, yeah. terrible math. But yeah, no, absolutely. Uh... I, when it comes to dancing, I think I think if you if you find a good studio and good peoples and you stick with it for a while, I think you'll be okay though. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. And I guess for me, the last my last uh, goal is not really a goal; it's more like a uh, a mentality that I'm gonna take uh, for this year. It's essentially kind of like focus on execution. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year was a lot about learning, trying new things out, and stuff like that. And this year is all, it's really more about like executing uh, things, getting things from zero to a hundred, like from start to mm-hmm. finish. I have, I have a real, I have a terrible habit of having, of abandoning stuff in the middle of the year or just adding more like goals. Like you randomly start talking about like, oh yeah, I decided mm-hmm. to do something new again. So yeah, uh, one of the, one of the remedies I'm doing for that is just, I'm taking like a really, uh, a good month. Like this whole January month is like, mostly planning so like the morning before this recording i was essentially kind of like mapping out based on all the the goals that i have just kind of like figuring out which month i'm gonna like what i'm gonna do for the next three months and just trying to like focus on that and just trying to deliver something like from zero to 100 yeah most death what's up that's what's up yeah execution man i'm trying to be 2016 is gonna be the year execution for me at least that's what i want to be and then what else what else I think my last one would probably be travel mm-hmm. more. Uh, I'm planning a trip to Tokyo, I think, in March, yeah. probably. Uh, and also maybe try to visit some other places in the United States or other cities in the United States, like maybe over a weekend and just try to explore more and just like yeah. take time, like explore and like become, just get more creativity or not just get more inspiration for like my designs and all my other creative works through traveling and seeing other places. Yeah. Sightseeing. So you know, I, need, I, I think I need to design more in 2016 because I have a design degree, but I didn't do like that much design work in 2015. I mean, dude, sorry, man. Yeah, thinks- but, but if you don't use it, you lose it to an extent. I'll still have my design thinking, but then I'll probably get creatively blocked if I don't start doing exercises. So yeah i mean oh there's uh yeah i guess this leads me in the the next topic let me see if i can find there's a quote that what you call it that might help you out on this whole uh your whole uh designing and creativity and inspiration mm-hmm. uh, that you might find really interesting uh, but while i'm looking for i guess i'll be talking about uh, the next thing that i personally want to talk about this episode uh was a new book so i'm, re- I'm reading a, a new book this year um it's called uh, Deep Work, uh, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. Uh, it's by Cal Newport. Uh, not sure if we talked about 
his other book that I read. We have last year. Oh, we have. Yeah, because we remember we had a book uh, uh, episode on. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, favorite books. Yeah. This other book is turning out to be pretty, uh, pretty good hit with me. Um, and essentially, so far from how much I've gotten through, it's just essentially he's just advocating for a more focused approach, and he kind of documents how other people have done it and trying to formalize it into some, uh, into some way. And I don't know, I found it very, uh, very interesting. And I think uh, mm-hmm. one of the uh, thing that two quotes that I'm going to pull out here for you on more on the design work. Uh, so might be a pretty, might be pretty long. So there's a popular, so he starts, he's quoting Mason Curry. Have you heard of the book uh, Daily Habits? Uh, it sounds familiar, but... Okay, so so the book Daily Habits kind of catalogs some of the greatest thinker in time and essentially, oh, morning, mm-hmm. daily routines. That's what, it called. That's what it's called. So the guy familiar. went about documenting the routines of like great thinkers and whatnot to just see like what were they doing on a daily basis, what were they repeating. And this is a quote pulled out of that book. And it says, there was a popular notion that artists work from inspiration, that there is some strike or bolt bubbling of creative mojo, uh, who knows where. But I hope my work makes clear that waiting for inspiration that's, that to strike is a terrible, terrible plan. In fact, the single best piece of advice I can advise anyone, I can offer to anyone trying to do creative work is to ignore inspiration. Then the next line is, um, great creative minds think like artists but work like accountants so i don't know so that was, that was one of the yeah so that was one of the things that kind of struck me a little bit it's just like you're probably like you're trained in creative thinking but in reality right you still need to essentially kind of like like do the work and that probably mm-hmm. will out of all that stuff might something good might come out for sure shammer yeah so absolutely i think I don't know. It'd be interesting to explore that uh, from a design artist's point of view. Mm-hmm. True, true. Hmm. And what's the title of the book again that you're reading? Uh, Deep Work by Deep Kyle Work. Newport. Kyle Newport. Yeah. Got it. Got it, got it. What is a book that I want to finish reading in 2016? I have, I have two design books I really want to finish. Mm. Um, it's about... There's one on grids. I can't remember the title exactly, um, but it's a book on like designing with the grid, teaching the theory around the grid, mm-hmm. um, and all that. And it's a really vital. Like everybody's been like, oh, you know, it's a things like thinking about grid systems or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, it's grid systems by Joseph Mueller Brockman. It's a German dude. And yeah, I really want to finish. And every designer has recommended that I finish this book and read it. And yeah, because it's good on like knowing how grids work and how to apply them to your design work and how grids are a strong way of improving your design work and also improving the craft of it as well. And I also want to finish the book called Interaction of Color. It's a lot. It's a book on color theory and how colors interact with one another. Yeah. And I just need to finish reading that book mostly because... Color, I think, is one of my weak points. Whenever I do a lot of design work, my websites are monochrome-ish. Not even monochrome, but, like, I do a lot of black and white UIs, but then I also do, like, a lot of, like, very monochrome UIs. Like, even my personal website, it's just one color primarily. It's and like then a couple of grays. Red. 
Yeah, I did a couple of grades. It's very muted. So I want to like make my UIs more lively in a sense. And pop. And also, yeah, I also want to get a feel for like typography and improving my type of um, typography skills as well. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, that's it for me. And I have a book on Elixir that I'm almost done with that. I think I need to take a step back from the highly technical books for a second and like um, devote my time to some design focused books. I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think like with the whole theme of execution, one of the things I realized is just like I read way too much and do not a lot. So I think like uh, Deep Work is one of the last book that I'm going to intentionally read out of like book list kind of stuff. Everything else might be related on like the stuff I'm trying to accomplish. It's more going to be a feel of like, hey, you know, avoid, not necessarily avoid distraction, but like absolutely focus on delivering stuff. So for sure. Execute, execute, execute. Yep. I'm gonna add that to my list of goals as well because you know me. I start getting into future blow or start thinking about like optimizing, I'm just like just finish it. I that's mean, one thing that's one of the beauty of the being a novice to something, right? You're not trying to be a perfectionist once you're a novice or you're new to something. You just wanna like see if you can get it working and see if you can understand how it works. And I think once you get more and more advanced and like, like, I mean, not everybody, this is just in my case, as I got more and more familiar with something or a piece of technology, I always wanted to make sure it was like perfect or as close to perfect as as could be. I mean, it's like, it's uh, the scientist versus the engineer, right? Yeah. The scientist is going to say, no, I want the exact, uh, the exact uh, formulation or I, I want it to be perfect. The engineer usually just stops with like, eh, good enough, moves on. Yeah. Right, so it's trying to balance that. That's uh, typically that ends up being a little bit of a struggle. But no, mm -hmm. I, I totally get you though. I mean, there's some things you look at and you're just like, oh my god, but it could have been so much better. You could improve here, 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 here. But then in yeah. the end, you ask yourself, but what I already have is pretty effective. Why should I change yeah. that? Like, if, it, if it's not broke, like, there's a lot of truth to it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. So. But I mean, I, so far, this is this is really all I want to talk about this episode, for sure. Same, same, same. And by all means, um, uh, I guess I just wanted to renew our deep appreciation for the listener. Uh, thank for you real. guys for listening. And uh, if, you, if you guys have anything uh, that you want to say, say to us, talk to us, you can always uh, email us. The email for, um, email for the podcast is hello at twoblacknerds.com. And Twitter is at Two Black Nerds. Uh, me personally, Romeo. You can reach me at Queer Romeo on Twitter. So that's K W I R M E O. Any hi. And you can find me at Kuchu K W U C H U. This has been another episode of Two Black Nerds, y'all. Happy New Year and take care. Peace. Peace. Yeah.